0: Welcome to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host Jason Sherman, and in today's episode, I have a guest, Paul Barron. He's a product and industry agnostic entrepreneur. Welcome to the show, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much, Jay. Appreciate you having me.
0: It's cool to have a New York neighbor. I'm in Philly, so we're we're close to each other. Now, today's episode, we're talking about the top three tactics to maximize your social media marketing. But before we tackle this. Topic, which is a pretty broad topic. Tell me what a product and industry agnostic entrepreneur does and how you got into it.
1: Well, first of all, uh, I'm not a youngster anymore. So I've got some number of years um, under my belt, so to speak. And as a result of that, I've spent approximately four decades and longer um, helping companies, primarily foreign companies outside of the United States and Canada, um, market their products to the US audiences. And I've done everything from a self-service dog wash in Australia to a baby bottle in Austria, um, software and technologies, and audio and video communications from Russia, a media product from uh, Israel. Uh, uh, Head all over, all over the children. map. So yeah, so basically, yeah, you're all over the map. Yeah, and I've owned my own businesses. I've, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had been food service, sporting goods, um, collectibles, um, various small businesses that I founded grown, exited, some wins, some losses, Um, but basically the hats I wear most of the time and the ones I wear the best are sales and marketing. So um, it's introducing products to market, finding high value customers, partners, strategic alliances, vendors, um, and helping companies grow. Um, And now I've uh, gone through my third or fourth retirement and I keep getting drawn back in. I found myself a vertical printing machine out of China that I had never seen anything like it before. And when my wife usually hears me say, honey, come over to the, take a look at this, instead of doing what I'm asking, she usually cuts up my credit cards and hides our bank account.
0: I don't uh, blame her. She, <laughs> she sounds she's, she, she sounds like a smart woman. <laughs>
1: she is much smarter, much smarter than me. But in yeah. this case, she was all in, as was I. So two years ago, I founded The Wall Printer. Uh, we're in Wilmington, North Carolina. We import machines. Um, that are vertical printing machines. They're like your inkjet printer, but they print on walls, any wall indoors or outdoors. So cool. that's what I'm doing now, um, creating business opportunities for people who want to become wall printers in their communities. We support and service the machines, manufacture the inks, uh, but we don't provide the services. That's where the high margin is, and that's Got where it. people can make money.
0: Okay, so, let, let's, so let's talk about uh, for a minute. Let's back, backtrack because you just uh, unloaded a whole bunch of stuff. And, um <laughs> Let's first talk about uh, these different types of businesses that you've been helping around the world. When they first come to you, and this is now for my listeners who are trying to come out with a new product or a new service, they don't know how to start. They don't know how to market the idea they have. You mentioned baby bottles. You mentioned this thing and that thing. Say I have a new gadget or a new product. How do I take that? It's got no views, it's got no social media presence, and how do I take it to get my first customer?
1: Well, it's a great question. And it's apples to apples um, to what we're doing today with the wall printer. Um, unlike baby bottles, where there are lots of them, unlike pizza or, or food service or uh, pest control, landscaping, these are all things people know about. They can see, they can, they can talk to somebody who's in that business. So for what you ask, Jay, and for what we're doing, this is a product that nobody's ever seen. The technology is not new, but it is new here in the United States.
0: Right. But we're, but we're, but we're talking about, not to cut you off, but we're talking about entrepreneurs who do not have a product like yours. We're talking, my listeners are people who are not fortunate enough to find this really cool wall printer, right? We're talking about people who want to sell sporting goods. They want to sell makeup kits. They want to sell t-shirts. They want to sell a new app. I understand
1: exactly what you're asking, Jay. So how do, we, what,
0: how do we get those people in front of customers? No,
1: And the reason I came up with the analogy, again, I'm not trying to sell wall printers here. I'm trying to use exactly what you asked me for the analogy that this was a product nobody ever knew about, just like the products you're describing that somebody comes up with. You need to find out, here's the answer to your question, my long-winded way of eventually getting around to it. Um, you have to identify the market. Number one, number one, first and foremost, do you have a solution to a problem that's the first step are you doing something that people really need Um, then once you've determined that there is some kind of unique benefit not a feature but a benefit you know every car has a steering wheel but what's the benefit of that steering wheel you know to be able to drive in a straight line or make a curve so so what's the benefit to your product whatever that is that's the first step when you've determined that yeah you've got something that's pretty interesting and people want it now who wants it all right. So you have to go and see the market. We did the same thing with our company for two years. And covid was good news, bad news for us. Bad news was nobody could come and see it because nobody was traveling. The good news was I was all in financially on this business. And so I spent eight months building up a team, developing social media um, channels, um, putting out. Ads, videos of this product working as we were testing it ourselves. All right. So hold and on a second.
0: It- hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cause you do spit out a lot of information. Let's, um, let's, let's take a step back here. You just mentioned you put a team together to do social media ads and videos, right? This is important because the topic here is the top three tactics to maximize your social media marketing. What is the first thing your team did to maximize your social media marketing?
1: Well, we opened up a Facebook account uh, because Facebook was the easiest way to to demographically target people by either economics or by their interests, whether they were painters or photographers or interior designers. These are the people we thought this might align to people in the was that was,
0: was that a correct theory. Did you find out that those people were the ones that were your target market?
1: Yes and no. So through through targeting various verticals, we did find out which ones resonated with the wall printing machine and which ones did not. So, you know, the expression you throw a lot of at the wall and you see what sticks. Well, that's what we did. We use okay. Facebook, which is the most cost-effective way to. And this is not an advertisement uh, for Facebook, uh, because we I, sure, actually, I sure hope not. <laughs> we're actually we're actually being challenged by Facebook and moving a lot of stuff to YouTube now. Yeah. But we've gone, we've done LinkedIn, YouTube, Google Ads. Um, we've we've all the social media channels is what we did to try to identify who wants this and what's what is their interest. Now we get today 150 inquiries a day, 150 people, most of which 140 of those. They say, "Oh, this is a twenty-five thousand-dollar printer. I thought it was a fifty-dollar or a hundred-dollar desktop printer." When they find out that it's not, those hundred forty people disappear because they're not looking to be in business and invest that kind of capital. Some subset of those people do say, "Hmm, interesting. I have a wall in my business, my restaurant, my home that I'd like to put some wall art on. So, so put my name in and send me to the nearest wall printer you got to do a wall printing in my home." Now, ten of those hundred and fifty. They're people who aren't scared away when they hear this is a $25,000 machine. And so, and, and they all do have a mindset to be in business. Maybe they have an existing business. Maybe they're a startup greenfield entrepreneur looking to do something new. That's one of the good things of COVID made people think about their jobs and their businesses and what they want to do when they grow up. And so for $25,000, $30,000, they could start a business. They can get into business.
0: So that's the first tactic is really identifying your social network to maximize exposure to your market. Now, what's the second tactic you and your team uh, integrated into your plan?
1: Well, we, we began to segment that to both geographic, economic, and vertical interests as we learned more about the customers. And we expanded. We looked at different areas. Is LinkedIn better for the professional set? LinkedIn groups could because of people who have specific interests professionally. So once we found out, you know, who was who the ads were resonating with, then we went ahead and did that. And then we then at that point, we started integrating Zoom calls. And because that was the, the thing of the day in these past couple of years. And so people who be, who did have some interest, we started scheduling them with Zoom to meet them, to show them what this was all about. And again, whether it's a wall printer or a widget. If you could show somebody, if they can't touch it and feel it, um, you know, then we invited them to come and visit us as travel opened up and people could come and see it. But basically the social media tactics went from just throwing a lot out there, seeing who who this resonates with, to then more focused targeting and then engaging these people, bringing them in, demonstrating our product to them, and, and then seeing who has the capital to invest and the business acumen to be successful.
0: Perfect. So this brings us to the third and last tactic that you implemented after you identified your target market, expanded it a bit, and engaged with your customers. What was the third thing you did to really drive it home?
1: We helped them identify their customers on the local level. So whereas we're selling and supporting a machine and creating a business opportunity, now it was up to our customers to be successful and it was behooved us to make sure that they were successful. So we leveraged a lot of the marketing that we did to help them approach their local audiences for the actual wall printing services, those subset of the people who don't see this as a business but did want a wall print. And so we leveraged all the experience we, we had globally to their markets
0: locally. Sounds good. So we're going to circle back again to the original thought I had where the people that are entrepreneurs out there, they don't have access to these expensive machines. They don't have access to a sales team. They don't have access to capital for marketing on Facebook ads. And I can go on and on and on. So how does an entrepreneur who doesn't have funding, doesn't have the ideas, doesn't have the sales team, how do they leverage social media to promote whatever idea they have, whether it's a service or a product?
1: Well, first off, Jay, not everybody's an entrepreneur. And not everybody with an idea should be an entrepreneur. Not everybody who works for somebody um, should continue to work for somebody when maybe they should be an entrepreneur. Um, But ultimately, you you need three things, in my opinion, to be a good, a successful entrepreneur. And and, and that doesn't really mean you're going to succeed, but it means you're going to actually launch a product, a service, or do something that you think does, as I said earlier, solve a problem and can relate the passion you have through some kind of product that might be revenue generating. Those three things are time, talent, and treasure, I call them. You need the time to be able to do it, so if you're working for somebody else at the time, you know... Can you, do, and, and that's no different than somebody wall printing who takes us on as a part-time gig. How successful are you going to be if you do it just on the weekends as opposed to seven days a week? Do you have the talent? Are you the person who should be on the wall printer? Are you the person who should be managing the growth of the business? What are your skill sets? And then treasure, everything needs money. I don't care whether you say that it does or it doesn't. You know, you still have to eat, you have to feed your family, you have to put gas in your car, you've got to live. and so And you have to live the lifestyle you chose for yourself. And you, and the place where you want to live. Those things are all important and they have to be factored in. So to, to start the entrepreneurship journey with whatever idea, product, service you have, you have to factor in that time, talent and treasure um, to determine whether or not this is right for you or not.
0: Well said, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Fantastic, man. So tell me where people can find you or your printers or any kind of information on how they can become an entrepreneur, if you have any kind of uh, things. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy.
1: Look, I do a lot of mentoring at the local university, UNCW here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, We have a Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, which I've been a mentor to students, faculty in the local community who want to, um, along with many other people in the community that have some background experience skill sets and are willing to give some of their time and talent and experience to others. Um so the short answer is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a professional network. Again, I'm not advertising or promoting these things, but it's what I use. And anybody is welcome to go onto LinkedIn, search for Paul Barron um, and and connect with me. That's one thing. And I'm happy to share experiences or or be a sounding board for anybody who wants, um time permitting of course. Um, but I, I am willing to do that, and that is a good way to connect with me. If they are serious and want to know about specifics of my current business, um, they can go to thewallprinter.com. Um, they can complete a contact us form, and we'd be happy to talk more about this particular business. But again, I'm happy to engage people and find out what their hopes and dreams are. And if I can put one little nugget in there that might help them either do it or not, um, I'm happy to have that conversation.
0: Awesome, man. Way to pay it forward, Paul. And thanks for coming to the show. I appreciate it. I'm sure people uh, really learned something about marketing here. And uh, okay, thank
1: you so much. And I appreciate you and your audience.
0: No problem. And as always, we will see everybody in next week's episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at JasonSherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.